Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners. New full-length episodes released every Thursday, but here's a quick caffeine cast. Hi, I'm Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. What you're about to hear is actually audio from one of my YouTube videos, as well as the weekly deep dive podcast that's released every Thursday and the quick caffeine cast in between. There's also loads of content over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our channel, but you want to see even more tips and advice for your sophisticated property investing, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners. See you over there. The first episode of this five-part series where we're exploring and doing a deep dive into the marketing you can do in a buoyant market. So that's when property prices are going up, when properties are selling very, very quickly on the open market. What marketing strategies can you do to find motivated sellers? Because it's those motivated sellers that enable you to do sophisticated deals, that enable you to get the high monetization, the really good capital gains on an ongoing basis without putting tons of your money into deals. Now, many people tell you it's impossible. That's absolutely not true. And in this episode, I'm gonna pick out the first of those five different marketing strategies that you should be using now. In this market right now, if your traditional marketing isn't working, if your leaflets aren't working, if your normal marketing strategies aren't working, then you should be diversifying. You should be doing different marketing strategies. And in this series, I'm gonna talk you through the five that you should be doing. Now, I'm gonna kick off with one that is so obvious and so simple. I don't know why more people don't do it. But then quite frankly, I don't know why more people don't do marketing anyway, direct to vendors. So many people wanna get into property investing and they go, to an estate agent and they spend 10, 15 minutes asking questions, they they look at the properties on right move, then they go and do a viewing of the property and they don't know anything about the vendor. And if you've watched this channel for a little while, you know that we don't start by looking at the property. We start by finding the motivated vendor, then we look at the property and then we work out a sophisticated deal. And it has to be in that order. As soon as you start with the property, you're just one of the normal buyers on the market and you're gonna end up paying market value unless you're very very lucky now if you're very very lucky and you get a single deal that's great good for you you manage to get something below market value but you're not going to repeat that multiple times you're not going to do that on a monthly or a bi-monthly basis so marketing strategy number one is very simple it's writing direct letters to vendors who are on the open market Now, usually we'll leaflet to every property in a town or in a postcode area, and we'll wait for the motivated vendors to contact us. But in a buoyant market, that doesn't work. And the reason that doesn't work is because there aren't enough motivated vendors in a given postcode to warrant leafleting every single property. In a stagnant market, in a falling market, or in a market that isn't very active, that works just fine. You can afford to deliver a thousand leaflets to a thousand households and know that one of those households is going to give you a call because statistically one of those thousand house owners or thousand occupants is going to be a motivated vendor. But in a buoyant market, there aren't as many motivated vendors because if you think about it, stagnant market, I I remember I once went to uh, Liverpool to help uh, a couple of our clients who were wanting to, um, that they were were franchisees of EPP, they were building a portfolio in Liverpool. They had a incredibly stagnant market. The average time 
between a property going on the open market and it going under offer was over six months, incredibly slow. And so if you deliver a thousand leaflets there, you get loads of phone calls because those property owners who need to sell don't have any options. They can't just put the property on the open market. Whereas in some parts of the UK right now, you put a property on the market now and it's under offer within five working days. That's the average. Some of them are going same day, next day. And so if you're a motivated vendor, if you need to sell in that market, well, you don't have to go to the back of the newspaper to phone some of the property buying companies. You don't have to respond to a leaflet. You can just put it on the open market and have the money in your account within probably eight to 10 weeks. And so in a fast moving market, motivated vendors have more options compared to the stagnant market like the Liverpool market from a few years ago, I'm going back a few years now, where a motivated vendor had no options at all. They really had to sell to a professional buyer that could buy quickly because the open market wasn't going to be quick enough for them. So at the moment, in many parts of the UK, it is not economical to leaflet a whole postcode area. So what do you do instead? You pick the properties that are on the open market and you write direct letters to them. Now, I'm going to give you a few different ways of doing this and it's really up to you as to um, how you decide to do it. But I'm going to give you one case study because I did a training session uh, today for a number of our, our partners, our franchisees. Um, in fact, there are only five, sorry, six franchisees in the training session. I did uh, two and a half hours with them and we were talking about marketing strategies as it happens. Let me explain the stats from Edwards Marketing because I think it's quite remarkable. He's been a franchisee for two years now and in that time has written 1,500 direct-to-vendor letters. Now, each letter costs him roughly a pound. He's, I think he said 67p for the stamp and then a bit for the envelope, sheet of paper, bits of, bit of ink on the paper, and that's it. And he's written 1,500 letters. It takes him, and I was asking about this, how much does it cost? Okay, to do 100 letters costs him about 100 pounds. Great. How much does it cost him in time, though, is what I was interested in. Three hours, he reckons, to write to 100 letters. Now, obviously, he's not finding an address, printing one letter, folding the letter, putting it in an envelope, writing a, an address on it, putting a stamp on it, walking to the post office and then walking back and then starting the second one. Obviously, he's batching them. So he's printing off 100 letters. He's finding 100 addresses. He's folding 100 letters. He's writing 100 addresses on the label. He's putting 100 stamps on and he takes them all to the post office at the same time. So it takes him three hours and 100 pounds to write 100 letters and send them. So 1,500 letters produce 45 telephone Fine. So that's 45 vendors out of the 1500 that are on the open market. Now, the way Edward does it is he writes to everyone who's marketing online. So he goes through the property portals and he pulls out every single property and he writes to them. Now, he's using very small postcodes. So he writes to everyone in this postcode in one fortnight and then he goes to the next postcode and writes to everyone in that postcode the next fortnight. So he's each each person gets one letter a, a, a month and then he repeats it the next month. So that's his strategy. Of those 45 conversations that have only cost him £1,500, that's all he's spent in marketing, he has done five 
deals, five completed deals over two years. Now you might think, well, that's not that many, but this is one marketing strategy. Edward uses multiple marketing strategies, which you need to be doing in a buoyant market. You're not gonna get all your deals from one marketing strategy. And even if you did, probably not a good idea because if that marketing strategy fails, so if uh, Royal Mail, if, if you're using Royal Mail to deliver your leaflets and Royal Mail suddenly put their prices up, you've not got a business. Or if you use one leaflet delivery company and and they stop delivering for you or they go out of business or they get too busy you're, you're stuck if you're in a newspaper and the newspaper whacks their prices up or a big competitor starts out out marketing you in the newspaper you're stuck so you should always have a range of marketing strategies to find your motivated vendors and this one for Edward is brilliant it's not a main strategy because five deals over two years is not a lot but that's a decent number two or three deals every year from just writing a few letters and we had the discussion this morning with the guys that if, if you don't want to spend three hours writing 100 letters it wouldn't be my choice of work to do you can employ someone you might have an adult child or a teenage child that would do that for you or you might want to employ someone from your local university or you might want to um, ask around if there's a mum at school that might want some part-time work you could bring on a part-time PA to do that for you it wouldn't be difficult at all to send out a hundred letters now and again in order to bring in those deals. So that's the strategy. Now Edward's variation is sending it to everyone on the market. I haven't done that myself. I've tended to, to look for properties that are stale on Rightmove or on Zoopla or whatever um, your, I know we've got an international audience, so whatever your online portal is for marketing um, properties that are for sale. So you can market to all of them, and Edward's argument is, well, if they've just gone on the market last week, I'm gonna let them know about me straight away. They might not respond straight away, but when they get my letter next month, and the month after, and the month after, then they're likely to call me, and there's a very good argument to, to make. The other alternative, and this is the one I've done previously, and some of my partners local to me have done, is to look for those properties that have been on the market over three months or over six months, or at the moment I'm looking for million pound properties that have been on the market for over a year, because they're quite hard to sell even in the current market in the Midlands, in, in, in the East Midlands rather. So in the East Midlands, a million pound property is quite a decent sized property, quite an expensive property, it's quite a long way above the average. And so that end of the market is quite slow moving. So I've moved towards that end of the market because at the moment, 100,000 pound, 200,000 pound houses are moving quite quickly in the East Midlands. So I've moved up the ladder because that's where the slower sluggish market is and people still need to sell for all kinds of reasons. And so I'm targeting properties that have been sat on the market for a long time, but you might decide not to do that you might decide to go for Edward's strategy and just write to everyone now you've got a couple of options within that you can just find their address and address it dear homeowner that's what Edward does or you can go to the expense and it depends how many letters you write a week so at the moment I write five letters a week not very many at all my PA finds them for me I have a criterion number of bedrooms price point geographic location. She then downloads them for me. My PA's in Serbia, so um, co hourly cost of her services are quite low compared to the UK. She finds the properties on Rightmove. She then downloads the land registry um, title deed, which gives us the actual name and the contact address of the owner of the property. Sometimes it's the property itself, sometimes it's a different property. So it depends what avenue you're going for. If you're going for low 
number of letters, then you can probably afford the three pounds to download it off Lamb Registry. You can afford the 10 minutes to do so. You can then write the letter with dear Mr. Smith rather than dear homeowner. And you can even put their address in the body of the letter. You can do what's called a mail merge in Word and it will pop it in for you once you've populated your spreadsheet, etc., etc. Loads of things you can do. You can go at that end of the spectrum where each letter is probably going to cost you five or six pounds once you factor in a bit of time. Or you can go Edward's end of the spectrum where he's just doing dear homeowner and he's just getting the address off the portal and, and popping those letters out. So that's one of our strategies, guys. A few top tips for you. Use a stamp. Don't use a franking machine. It looks like... Um, uh, junk mail. I would always recommend a first class stamp because it shows that there's an importance to the letter. Handwritten envelope in blue ink because again it increases um, interest. People don't get a lot of handwritten envelopes these days. White envelope rather than brown get a better response and it's very important when the letter is folded that as they open it it says dear at the top. So you want to fold your letter in such a way that when it slides out of the envelope they open it and it's the top of the letter. Very important. People miss all these little things and every time you, you miss one of these important conversion factors the chances of your letter being read and being responded to is um, um, far reduced. Secondly, or thirdly, or fourthly, you want to sign your letter in blue ink at the bottom. Again, it shows that it's written by a person. Um, all of these factors are really, really important. And you want a really clear call to action. You want your phone number on there several times, and you want to make sure that that phone number is answered 24 7. So you want a call answering service with a script and you want your script then ready for when you get their number to respond to them. So all the normal sales stuff, but from that marketing strategy, it is going to produce a number of people who are gonna call you who have self-selected themselves as motivated vendors. And using Edward's numbers, 1,500 letters, 45 call you. And they're basically putting their hand up going, I'm motivated, I'm interested in selling to you in a sophisticated manner. Whether that's below market value, whether that's control now, pay later, it doesn't matter. But they're saying, I've got a problem and the open market isn't gonna solve it for me. So that, ladies and gents, is how one of the five strategies that you could be using right now to market for motivated vendors. Do try it out. Let me know how you get on. If you have any questions, if you have any challenges, come back to us, pop a comment in the uh, in the comment section, pop a, pop a question in there, and we will happily respond to you, or we'll make a further video explaining how this works in detail. Guys, until next time, happy investing. That was audio taken from our YouTube channel. For more sophisticated property investing tactics, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners and listen out for our full-length podcast released every Thursday.